If you've ever tried to convince somebody to like you or to love you, then you may have discovered that that road can lead some unpleasant places. And today I want to share um, a couple experiences and some lessons I've learned on this front. And the, the story I want to share happened when I was about 20 or 21 years old. And at the time, I had just gotten out of a very passionate and intense relationship with a young woman. And then right on the heels of that, almost overlapping with it, I met somebody new and got into something immediately. Basically, um, the person that I met, she worked at the local health food store that I would go into regularly in the town where I was living. And um, yeah, she started working there probably right on the heels of this breakup. She introduced herself and one day asked me, uh, what I was doing because her shift was about to end and she wondered if I would want to go for a walk and I thought to myself this is amazing I just this relationship's ending and look there's this beautiful woman who wants to hang out this is amazing and we ended up going for a walk and we shared some common interests and very quickly we started hanging out regularly and in retrospect I started connecting with someone insanely fast after a breakup like way 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 too fast but at the time I was basically a kid I was just this young man kind of just like going with the flow of life and going with the flow in this case resulted in me like very rapidly getting into something with a new person and in some ways it started kind of slow but it also happened like dizzyingly fast. She was quite a few years older than me. Uh, she would have been in her mid or late 20s at the time. And yeah, it, just, it was like a disorienting connection. And it, was, it didn't last very long, but for the, the time that it lasted, it just felt like, like I just met this person and I didn't really know them. But all of a sudden, they're like, there's this connection, and somehow it feels like we're playing these roles of being in a connection. And about a month after we started hanging out, we went on a camping trip together. And I think it was probably the first evening or, you know, the morning after the first evening of this camping trip, we were in a pretty wild, remote area. And she went for a walk in the woods, and I went down to the ocean. And I remember having this profound moment. And I'm going to try to describe it in a very unfiltered, uncensored way. But uh, basically what it felt like is like I had been in a trance for the past month. And all of a sudden, it was like that wore off. It's like I had been drunk or stoned, or like my awareness hadn't really been present in some way. And all of a sudden it was. It's like I came back to myself. I sobered up, and I was just like, holy crap. What's going on? Who is this person that I'm connecting with? What's going on here? Because it doesn't feel like my life. It doesn't, nothing about this feels right. How the heck did I get into this situation 
that feels so not right? And how did I not know to stop it before I got to this point? Like, it was very, very strange. And like, I felt this bizarre feeling of dislocation or unfamiliarity with that moment that I had created or stepped into in my life. It was like, it's like I had just come back to myself and I was like, what? This ain't right. I made some wrong moves. This is bizarre. And I walked back to the campsite and I probably looked like I had seen a ghost because I was, I was like sullen and morose. My face probably was like white because I was so confused and disoriented with what was going on in my life and in this connection. And uh, she saw what was going on very quickly. She could see how distant and checked out and numb I was. And she asked, what's going on? And, and in some way, I shared, like, I, d- I don't know what's going on, but all of a sudden, I had these feelings. And I explained to her. And she had a fascinating reaction. Basically, as and this was many years ago, so I'm going to remember it fairly imperfectly. But um, basically, she started kind of like kicking herself, so to speak. She was kind of like berating herself, like, damn it, I knew this wasn't going to work. I knew I shouldn't have done it. And all of a sudden, I was watching this, feeling what I was feeling, and then some pieces started to click in my head. Because One of the common interests I shared with this young woman is that we were both into harvesting, like, wild plants. I was really into back-to-the-land skills at the time. I was learning about harvesting wild herbal medicines, and she was really interested in that as well, like folk medicine. She was also interested in witchcraft, which to her was kind of, like, linked. I had no interest in witchcraft, no, no understanding of it, and... I never really talked to her about it, but I knew that it was actually like a significant part of her life. She engaged in ceremonies and rituals, and she would like go off and do them. And I, I was just like, oh yeah, I don't know what that is. And and in this moment, I thought to myself, wait a minute, did she cast a spell on me? And I asked her, uh, and she said, yes, I had cast, she had cast a spell on me. And, um, and then she was kind of like kicking herself saying, I, and I, I cast a spell on you and I knew it wasn't going to work, but I couldn't help myself. I knew that you were too young. I knew you had too much kind of like wild energy that wanted to go out and experience different things in life. Damn it. I shouldn't, I, or I knew better and I shouldn't have, have done this. And (laughs) it was this very, um, kind of bizarre, fascinating thing. And it really, given what I had experienced, the experience of like a trance lifting off of me, had actually felt like a spell had worn off. Um, That's exactly what it felt like. So that I asked if she had done that, and she actually had, and she was, you know, quite into these things. She, She was not just a, didn't just have like a casual interest in witchcraft, she was practicing some form of it, although I didn't know anything about what that means, nor do I have any idea about what that means. But 
some kind of spell had been cast. And it wore off, and I felt this strange, just like disconnection from everything that was going on. I just, the rest of that camping trip was quite stilted and awkward, and we slept beside each other, but there was like this distance between us physically and mentally and emotionally because I was just like what is going on this I like whose life am I in right now this doesn't feel right to me and I still liked this person I still cared about her feelings and she was definitely beautiful but I didn't feel drawn to her I didn't feel desire there and um it just was yeah like a a really awkward rest of the time in the woods there and when we went back when we finished that excursion that was that was it I I had just had something in me that kind of broke open or a trance that wore off or a spell that wore off um and that was the end of that connection and I actually have one other time that a spell was cast on me in this context, in this romantic context. It was a couple years before the story I just told. I was seeing somebody and I was going in her bedroom. There was like this stack of books in the closet that I was looking through to see if there was anything good to read. And I found this one book on like witchcraft and spell casting. And I was looking through it, and there was, like, a section on um, spells or something to attract a partner. And I thought, I had this, like, a gut sense, like, did she cast a spell on me? And then I asked her, I was like, hey, you see this book? And she's like, oh, yeah, I got that right before we met, or right before we started hanging out. And then I asked, oh, okay, well, did you cast a spell on me? And she very kind of like sheepishly admitted, yeah, I did. But she didn't really think anything of it. You know, she wasn't like an avid practitioner of witchcraft. She was just a person who had this book and happened to, um, you know, play with it in this context. And um, in both of those connections, they both stand out because... Um, they're two of the only romantic connections I've had in my life that I didn't really feel passionately driven towards. And it feels bad to say that, but it's just the truth. And, and in both cases, it's like, I liked the people. They were really awesome, nice people. They were beautiful. Um, but I didn't actually feel some kind of resonance or or chemistry or mutual desire for them and that makes for a very weird connection and it's not what anybody really wants for themselves right nobody people want to be wanted it feels good when you desire somebody and they desire you back that's that's the thing but to have someone kind of like going along with it with you is oof is that's it's almost worse than rejection cuz it's this kind of like weird icky ongoing thing that feels like a form of rejection perhaps at a deep level anyhow anyhow you know it's interesting that there was like a revelation of some kind of spell being cast 
some kind of manipulation of the other person, you know, and I don't have any superstitious moral baggage around any of this. To me, it's fascinating, you know, especially the first story that I told um, in my early 20s. I wasn't upset at that person, um, and I don't think anything badly about the experience itself. I think it's very interesting that they cast a spell on me and that I then had the experience of feeling like I had been in a trance and it wore off and that was just the end of the story. Um, But I think, uh, you know, it was like perhaps she had felt a desire for somebody and then allowed that desire to obscure her better judgment or something and make her want to convince that person to like her back instead of just feeling the desire and then trusting life and trusting love and not trying to manipulate for somebody else's attention or reciprocity. It's a very sketchy thing, at least in my experience, to try to grasp at love, to try to grasp at somebody else's attention or affection because I know that for me when I do that it's almost like it's baked into the the recipe of life <laughs> that if I grasp for love if I try to catch it and seize upon it especially when it's looking like it's not there um then then it's like the love pulls away further it's like the thing that I'm grasping towards life is just like oh You feel like you need to betray yourself for that? Well, okay, I guess we'll pull it it back further. You need to learn the lesson. You need to know that you don't don't need to chase this down. It's, It's yours, maybe not there, but it's definitely yours. Yeah, this idea that a part of an an insecure part of me has that love is like a limited resource that it needs to push others over and kind of grasp um it's a misconception that's what i've learned at least and when i let myself walk down that path it leads pretty dismal places and the experience that i just shared of that spell casting that just feels kind of like a more obvious manifestation of a pattern that comes up so often when we desire people that desire can be intoxicating and it can make us lose our self-respect it can make us lose our sense of self-love and it can make us really really want to grab onto that bright shiny thing that that person seems to represent and then just just hold on to it and (laughs) that um can scare them away and it can suffocate them and and like I said, for me, it's like it feels like it's baked into the reality of my life that it just pushes love away instead of it giving me what I'm ultimately wanting. And it feels like that's a really beautiful thing that teaches me extraordinary lessons. And on the other side of that, um, to be desired, to feel somebody's desire that can be intoxicating too, as much as feeling desire for somebody can be intoxicating. I, I'm sure many of you have had the experience of knowing somebody or meeting somebody and not really feeling drawn to them, 
But all of a sudden, when you start feeling their desire coming at you, that can feel pretty good. It can feel so good that it's confusing to your sense of your own direction. It's like, oh my gosh, this being desired, being wanted, makes me feel special to somebody. And, well, what do I want then? You know, it's kind of... It's kind of disorienting and discombobulating to feel the extraordinary energy of having someone desire us and be attracted to us. And, and I've, you know, one of my lessons in life has been to learn how to stay grounded, to feel that and be able to experience it and sometimes be able to like look in that doorway and be like, whoa, this feels really good. It's making me second guess what I thought I wanted and who I thought I was. Um, So let me take one step down this path and see if this feels right. And um, sometimes there's, there's actually a surprise there. It's like, whoa, I didn't think you were my type or I didn't think this was gonna feel right, but it does. Other times, it's just that desire is intoxicating and being desired is intoxicating. And that's been a, a fascinating lesson for me. Because when somebody desires me, there's like this desert inside of me that all of a sudden it feels like some water and it's like, whoa, who, who has the water? Where's that water coming from? I don't care even. It's like, <laughs> I need to feel that feeling. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting to, to watch. And it's, Again, this is such a profound opportunity to learn how to feel that feeling, except that it feels like fantastic to some desert inside of me. And that does not necessarily mean anything. It can just be like, oh yeah, that that feels great. And that still doesn't feel right to me. And it's been a big lesson to learn how to feel that and still maintain a sense of connection to what really feels right. Um, and, and still being open and not overly rigid and having that kind of balance between um, a sense of self and a sense of boundaries and also an openness and a curiosity to the world that's necessary to grow as a, as a person. Anyhow, it's a lesson that I continue to learn. It's such an important one and sometimes an incredibly difficult one to not try to convince anybody to love me or to like me. Because often, the more desperately I try to convince, the more I kind of push others away or make them feel strangled by my desperation. And the more I let go, and the more I don't care, and I just get into my own life and my own zone, well, that tends to be seen as attractive by people. That tends to be the energy that actually makes people feel like, hey, I can breathe. You mean... You don't care about feeling rejected by me. That makes me feel free around you. That makes me feel like I can breathe. And that that tends to be a much more safe, comforting, and healthy energy for others to be around. It's a big lesson, and I think that is all I have to share on it today. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, you can let me know in the comments You can like this video, you can subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can turn on the notifications so you find out when new episodes come out. 
And if you want to check out my book and you haven't already, it's called How to Open the Heart, An Incredible Journey into Vulnerability, Empathy, and the Transformation of Consciousness. There is information about it in the show notes or in the description. And um, until next time, I hope that you have a beautiful day.